Weird Cinema Gold Class. Do ladies' nights night. in Australia? Is that just an American thing? I reckon they do it at the clubs. At the clubs? Yeah. At the clubs <laughs> that I no longer go to. Or maybe like mining towns. You got all the, like the FIFO yeah. workers and they're like, oh, yeah, ladies, take it off. The Free. Ladies, <laughs> no, the three ladies in the <laughs> town. Yeah, the you go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of old women. Yeah. Like that. And right. the boys are still like, please, <laughs> please, please come out. Us. Touch it. Please touch, touch it. Touch it. Oh, this is a Dude Cinema Gold Class Edition. Google Gold Class Edition. My name is Alex J, and with me is my co-host, Beck Charwood, and this is the side of the podcast where we do whatever the frick we want. And today what we want to do is invite our good friend and previous guest of the podcast, Effie Bateman from Batuta, to talk to us about And Just Like That. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited, guys. Woo! So are we. We have been, we've done both seasons now. Um, and the thing that we're missing, though, is like we didn't watch Sex in the City. So mm. there's a lot of blanks. Okay. okay. That we would love for you to help us fill in. But also just general outrage, confusion, yeah. thoughts, yes, feelings. I can uh, definitely provide that. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> this is a safe space. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what's your history with Sex in the City and Just Like That? Mm. So Sex in the City is actually my favourite show. So it is my... Of all time. Yeah, of all time. Nice. It's my comfort show. I find it just shows the fun side of navigating dating in mm. 20s and 30s. And I love that, you know, it's a show that's set... And all the women are in their thirties. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Like I can oh. keep finding it relatable as someone who's just about to enter their thirties and has been a fan for years. I'm like, this is this show's been yeah. an important part of my life for a while. I don't want to see stuff about people in their early twenties. I God, want no. I want actual oh. adults with grown jobs. And yeah. um, no, I, I watch it. Try and do rewatches maybe twice a year of the six seasons the and six seasons. Okay. Wow. the one movie not the second movie because yeah. second movie was a bit uh. yeah we don't talk about we the don't talk about the second movie, movie. Um, it's pretty bad it's pretty mm, bad okay. um, and I've just always I think it's a brilliant show mm. um, I definitely find a lot the reason why I love to do writing about women to this day is because I was a Sex in the City fan and I think Hell it's yeah. great to be able to talk about things that we're dealing with, but the funny side of it. Yeah, so. it's mm. great to talk about sex. If only someone would tell Carrie. <laughs> um, <laughs> only someone would let her know that it's okay. Well, it's just, she's not. She keeps being like the sex um, columnist. She's not. She's a relationship columnist. She's a dating columnist. Right. She's oh. not. But everybody, she calls herself she, a sex columnist. I'm like, honey, you're not. Labeled yeah. as you're not. sex columnist. Yeah. But hates anything to do with talking about sex. Yeah. Okay, that clears up so much because I was like, did is she not been writing about vulvas and the mm. labia minora and majora she, yeah. and orgasms She's always and been weirdly prudish like there's episodes in the original series where she's like bi people don't exist <gasps> or Alana Morissette tries to kiss her and she's like freaks out and I'm like it's okay. Alana Morissette like, oh my god yeah. smooch that woman exactly down. so she's pretty like you should be so lucky Karen yeah she's painfully hetero for a somebody who's supposed to be really 
Progressive. Yeah, progressive. She's never been progressive. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Because well, we that... were so we've been so confused about her prudishness around any sex yeah. talk in this season. Well, you'd think that she would. It'd get a bit better yeah. as she's like, mm. but no, as she's... she's growing up. And as the society is growing up and becoming okay, you'd think I would have assumed they'd adapt Carrie's character to that. To that, yes. Yeah, but they haven't. No. If anything, they're doubling down. It they're feels doubling like. down. <laughs> <laughs> she can't say the word vagina. No. no. That's a and bad one. And then the work. whole podcast network shuts down. That is just, that's got to be my favourite episode so far of both seasons. Yes. Yeah. Their sales team is pretty bad <laughs> if, like, the entire thing is hinged on this one ad read. Can you imagine if this one. happened to us? That would be terrifying. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, one day Beck was like, no, I will not do an ad read for Afterpay or something. Yeah. We're like, well, <laughs> well, we're all going to go into a meeting room. Now you're going like, to have to use Afterpay because yeah. we've all lost our fucking jobs. Cost 20 people their jobs. We're packing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just have morals, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a beacon of the goddamn community. <laughs> uh, okay, but what we're here to talk about today is specifically is episode four of season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. So this <laughs> it wasn't as awful as the other ones. This you, has some shining moments in right? it. I'm kind of like I'm been on the hate train for so long. Yes. And I was like, oh, actually, you know what? This had the OG funny moments. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, seems like there has been some feedback taken on board by the team. Do you think and so? we're getting actual comedy in a comedy show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Charlotte and Harry storyline. Hilarious. Yes. I Very funny. loved that. Yeah. Come slut in the phone. Don't we we all do that when yes. our friend does something? Like <laughs> you change their nickname in yeah. their phone, in your phone to Come slut. Come Beck is come slut in my oh, phone. Cute. Yes. Really yeah. cute. God forbid there's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to say, as, as you've got to the a spear in your shoulder, be like, call come slut. Call come slut. I don't know why. Is a spear in the shoulder is the least likely accident. <laughs> I would I'd love to know cool. the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. I respect that, though. <laughs> I think my, my name and my friends is. Haggard old witch, because I found I found my first grey hair the other day. I was like, ah, oh my god, I'm dying! So, so now you're haggard old witch. Haggard old witch. I'm not dramatic at all. Very level-headed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lo- yeah. Loved that whole storyline with mm. Charlotte and her husband, and that and he, the pelvic floor, the pelvic floor. The and Kegels. I learned something. Kegels. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I we le- could all do it right now. It's It's hard. (laughs) It's difficult. Yeah. When she was like, I do it three times a day every day, I was like, Bitch, what what else do you do? Do you have alarms set? Like, what? (laughs) She's actually become. So, Charlotte was such a prude. She's somehow the most, like, like, there's an episode where she gives. Harry a blowjob mm. and I'm like oh my god like she would she's actually the most progressive out of all of them now which is a bit yeah. so true because mm. if I know like I know vaguely what their characters were yes. like the character briefs from the mm. first series and yeah 100% all mm. I know about Charlotte is that she's a little princess pretty girl 
Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's maybe because she has children, so she's in touch with the youth, with the changing ah, world? Yes, Mont that's times. a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, is that giving the writers too much credit? Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. But no, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. What other storylines are going on? Okay. Oh, Candace Bergen is in this. She's back. Oh, was she in it before? So she was OG oh. Carrie's boss. Um, okay. When Carrie was getting paid $4 a word to write for Vogue, the dream, right? And, oh and Enid is, was the editor of Vogue. So she's in the past seasons. Okay. Um, and this is the first time she's come back in and just like that. And she's still a snooty, mm. which I love. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> – bless you. Bless you. Bless you. That's adorable. I'm so <laughs> uh, tiny. <laughs> Do you want a big blazer? Yeah. <laughs> She's so little. I'm so quirky. <laughs> I love having girls back on the pod. Oh, it's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> but like, sorry, I'm still doing the math on four hundred dollars. Uh, sorry, four dollars so oh, a, a word. word. So I'm how like, long is a re- is a regular article for Vogue? Do you think? I don't think she was doing like two thousand word analysis. Let's say three hundred. Why did I need twelve hundred dollars? Why did I need to come up with <laughs> <laughs> early in the morning? I didn't need a calculator for that for an article. Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I love that. That's okay, amazing. in the nineties, yeah, in the nineties, yeah. yeah, with inflation. But yeah, so Candace is is in here, mm-hmm. and I really liked her character. Well, that's a thing, and I was having a little chat with Beck. I think you might have been in the bathroom. Rude. Sure. Okay. Rude, you were pissing. No, I specifically asked you guys to not speak until I came back. (laughs) Um, But I think episode four and five, because I was a naughty, naughty girl and I watched episode five last night. Mm. And there are two instances in episode five which show that the writers are reading. One of them is Miranda puts on a clown nose. Stop. At, at a Halloween party. And I'm like. That has to. That is because we're all calling her. And she is a clown. Yes. And then there's a very meta moment with Shay. Um, so I think Ugh. season two is getting better because I think they've been combing the Reddit forums. They've been, they've been having a look. Finally. Halfway yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So this in this episode, this is the one where all the kids go away on school camp. And that's probably why it's good because I don't want to see the fu- – I don't care about the kids. Stupid yes, kids. get them out of get here. Get them out. <laughs> Do you see that little sequence where they're all waiting for the bus and they're all chatting and stuff, mm-hmm. like waiting for the school bus? And it just felt like so cheesy and like Disney – kind of mm-hmm. like kids show like it felt like Hannah Montana yes, type it felt dialogue. like the start of the parent trap yeah yeah it, everything's like shiny and like everyone's like happy and like oh mom like I roll like it's just felt so weird yeah but I just yeah I don't maybe they don't know how to write for kids well I think the problem with and just like that is that with the original sex in the city you have the four main characters and it focused mainly on them and uh. in and just like that, what they've done is now they've got six main characters. It's mm. too many. Mm. My, I don't particularly care. I might Seema seems cool, but I don't sure. care. And then the characters have husbands, and the characters have they've got children. Mm. And suddenly, instead of writing about you know the four main women, you've got all these fifty thousand characters. Yeah. And mm. writing for six main characters when three of them don't have a strong personality. Mm. So you think Friends, for example. Every episode, they weave those characters together. Yeah. They're 
writers for Friends, fucking fantastic. Incredible. Like, yeah, you're yeah. at every episode, each of the six they characters utilize have something them. to do. Yeah, and yeah. because they have a strong personality, whereas, yeah. you know, the three main characters have a strong personality and then I always forget her name, LTW. I'm like, she slays oh. every outfit. Oh, she's what stunning. Is her, what is no is storyline? friend? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Naya, shitty husband, but I'm like, what is her storyline? Yeah. Yeah, where's she been for the last two episodes? We didn't episodes. see her or Seema in this episode. Yeah. They didn't show And that's once. probably why it was a better episode because they're not mm. stretching the resources so thin. And it's hard. I think that's the problem. And I, I think I could imagine the rest of the second season we might potentially see less of those characters if the writers are Ooh, that'd be nice. putting some mm. more effort into the ones that we've spent years yeah. viewing. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Yeah. But I, I, when I, I was um, in the first lockdown, I, I wrote a pilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never did anything with it, but oh, that was my lockdown like oh, project. Yeah. That's cool. I, I respect like, that. Thank you. And I like read a bunch of like screenwriting like tutorials and little bits and pieces. And I remember that that just reminded me of one of the big points of writing a TV comedy at, and developing characters is this one book said that like you have to develop a character so well that when they're placed into a situation, the audience can predict how they'll react. Yes. Oh. Right? So we're, we already know, like for a Friends, for example, yeah. I think this is the example that They're the book used. They're perfectly written. Every yeah. every scenario, you're not surprised by how any of the characters react mm-hmm. or what they do, how they handle things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for a Seema or any of the other extra characters in this, I have no fucking idea what their motivations are or mm. what their personalities yeah. really are. I couldn't it, predict how they'd act like, in a certain um, situation. You know, like theatre school where you've got to, when you're doing a character and you've got to be like, who, what, where, why? Yeah. And you've got to put all the things in the backstory and what's their motivations? What do they do every day? And I feel like these characters have no, mm. they're so blank. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's, and that's why, that's where it's falling apart like yeah. if, is any time that these characters have screen time. I think Seema probably has the most potential. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's not working. She smokes mm. cigarettes, so that's a character Yeah, yep. that's different. I mean, Charlotte's mate was Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. It, Lisa? Lisa. it is Lisa. Lisa? Yeah. 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 She's meant to be an executive producer on a massive feature film. I'm oh like, my God, she's yeah. never at work. <laughs> if there's one thing, if I know one thing about the film industry is that you work a lot of fucking you hours. Never inside your home. All the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she's shopping, hanging out with the girls, planning Lunches. a crazy dinner. Like, yeah. And maybe that's why she didn't send, oh no, her husband didn't send. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. this episode. Yeah. So they had yeah. their wedding anniversary, and he did. Which that story, I cannot, I do, I cannot agree or believe that this woman would not, in any at any time before the night of the party, check with her husband how many RSVPs they had. Did, yeah. did you? Did he like not? When you send like an invite to a party, people have to reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one was checking on their. How did she book the caterers for how many people were coming? Yeah, she would have yeah. had to have seen, said to her husband how many people have responded. Yeah, just because you said yeah. invites doesn't mean that amount of people will we'll show come. up. And We've all planned an event. She's an adult. She knows that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would have been more be- uh, believable if he'd put the wrong date. Yes. yes. So everyone's saying yes, yes, and he's like, "Oh man, it was for the twenty first. They put the 12th. or something like that." Yes. Okay, yes. We need to get you in that writers' we room. We need to get you in there. It's just like a little, but I still 
regardless, I did enjoy the uh, du- Dusty Balls. <laughs> dusty Balls. you got to use Harry. Harry has always been Harry's a... great. Oh, and he's, he's really also like used him. in episode five. He's always been a strong comedic element and him and Charlotte bounce off each other really well. So they're, it's nice seeing very that funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Being used again. Mm. Dear Harry. I like Harry. Dusty Balls. Bringing back Dusty Balls. That, honestly, this is the first time in the entire, and just like that, that I was like... Oh, if this was the whole show, I would love this. And that was Sex in the City. Every nice. episode of okay. Sex in the City was, you know, you have your. I, I think also the thing that's been missing is that I can't tell you the plot lines of most of these episodes. Mm. Like, there's no. What's the problem? What's the solution? Like mm. the climax and the solution. Yes. None of that has been happening, and that's true. So, in the original Sex in the City, was there like one main storyline? Yes. So. Kind of- thing that they had to deal with or yeah. get through. Or, yeah. So you'd have, like, the four characters, things happening with all of them, and then um, you'd have, like, something, something uh, like one episode, for example, Carrie um, keeps dating weirdos, mm-hmm. which we can all relate to. Yes, yes. There's always something wrong with them, and she meets this really cute guy um, out She's always meeting cute guys out, the mm-hmm. bitch. And she's <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. What's that like? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A girl could dream. And he's cute and he's got – he kind of looks like Harry Potter's dad, James Potter. He's got the hair and the glasses. Anyway, she's so certain that there's something wrong with him. And um, by the end of the episode, she's in his apartment. He leaves to go to his work and she's so certain there's something wrong with him. She starts going through all his shit. And that's the end of the cli- – that's the climax of the episode. So he starts, oh, my God, these freaks. That – he returns home. She's in the middle and she looks like, you know, um, a possum caught in the middle of, you know <gasps> – In the, the nu- headlights. In the headlights. And he's like, what is wrong with you? And she comes to the conclusion, I'm the freak. <gasps> And I'm like, S- that is a journey. And yes. Yes. The, uh, the episodes, there would always be something like that. That sounds very satisfying. It's yeah. very satisfying. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, this one, it'll present, they'll pre- like last episode with the Shay and pilot thing. It's like they presented so many problems there, so many issues, and mm. none of them were resolved in a satisfying or interesting or funny no. way. No, not at all. Yeah. God, that last episode oh. was an absolute dumpster mm. fire. Which the son overseas and Che being, a, I think I messaged you, I was like, Che is such an asshole. Che yeah. <laughs> is just... Okay, let's talk about Che from this Oh, okay. oh my okay. God. Okay, so I did not have on the bingo card threesome. No. Miranda in a threesome with a cis male all mm. of a sudden. Mm. After she said to her husband... Sorry. Don't want your dick no more. I just don't want dick. I don't want dick anymore. No, no sausage. (laughs) None for me. I did like that. I thought it was funny. The threesome. Yeah. I thought also Miranda was. Yeah. Miranda was quite funny in that. Yeah. Um, But you're right. I did not have that. And just fucking Che, get in the bin. This person keeps putting Miranda in such uncomfortable situations. They're not compatible. No. No. I don't see what either of them seeing each other. Well. This is also something that, because I'm such a Reddit gremlin, I love going, and a Mm. lot of the things is Shay is very, you know, polyamorous, very out there, very, like, and Miranda seems just so boring and Mm. and not not boring, but just traditional. And and it's a lot of the arguments is there seems to be a lack of chemistry, but also what is Shay seeing in Miranda? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
other than is it see I would love the storyline to be that Miranda comes to the conclusion Shay is a massive narcissist yes oh god and like, I hope that's what they're working because that's what's that's how many people do you know long relationship break up and they immediately rebound with someone really narcissistic mm-hmm. mm. And it would be really satisfying for Miranda to see how much she's blown up her life and then try and go back to Steve. And Steve's like, no, Miranda, you know, you always, I'm always your backup. I'm always your, and no, mm. this time I'm saying no. Like, I don't know if, they again, because Cynth- Cynthia Nixon is heavily involved in this. She loves Sarah Ramirez. So I don't okay. see that happening. Oh. Why is she writing Sarah, Sarah that way? Like, why is she writing Che that way? It's such a bad character. Like, I did, does she think she's... I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, for this episode, the poorest writing point for me was the fact that, okay, so these are two people in a queer relationship. You can't put a piece of Ikea furniture together. <laughs> you, and I can say that because I worked at Ikea for a long yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. I see how the queers navigate that place. <laughs> yeah. It's like the back of their goddamn hands. <laughs> no Very returns cool. from queer people at Ikea. Okay, Very they cool. know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 I have to believe it is in the character brief that Che knows how to put together a flat pack. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Otherwise, hand in your queer card. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Also, why does Che all of a sudden have an apartment in New York? Oh, yeah, that's why. why they're moving into an apartment in New York. Yes. Yeah. For what What reason? I, I don't know, and it's just... That was really Australian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The internationals will love it. They love a yeah, Nora. That's no. true. That's um, true. No, it's. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Miranda's definitely been the. So the OG Miranda mm. is so cool and yeah. cynical and just the a uh, whippersnapper. Right. She's. A lawyer who's made, I think she might have been a partner of a firm. She's very business orientated. She's very dry and she's just, she's a lot of the comedic element of the show and she's always just been so level-headed. She's the first one to call out Carrie for fantasizing or chasing after big. And now Shay is Miranda's big. And a lot of the feedback and anger towards Miranda's character is seeing such a beloved character fall to pieces and just mm. become mm. the clown mm. um, and making – being shitty to Steve, yeah. shitty to everyone and mm. and just acting kind of like a teenager. Like yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like a kid who's just moved out of house and is like, fuck everyone. I don't have any responsibilities. Yeah. I can do what I want. Yeah. Weird, man. Mm. But, yeah, that's – um. it would be interesting to see where it goes. Mm. 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 It would. I'm so interested to see what happens to Che's character because mm. I didn't even think of that. But maybe if they are working up to Che, to Miranda realizing that Che is a narcissist, that'll be so satisfying. It would be because it's like we're going along it with Miranda. It's like we're Miranda's friends, being like, "How have you not seen it?" And then eventually she does see it. That'll be really satisfying. Yeah, I don't know if they have. That I in don't. <laughs> there's an there's a moment in episode five, the meta moment, mm. and I think it's. It's created to elicit empathy from the audience, um, uh, to feel bad for sh- shitting on Shay's character so much. <laughs> I'd like to oh, see him yeah, try. Well, I'm fascinated <laughs> to see what the that could be. It's, it's very. I, I found I was like that's kind of manipulative. Mm. Like it, it was very much to say kind of that we we're being harsh and to show that you know, it was just a it was a weird moment. It was a okay. weird moment, and that makes me think that 
and having having listened to the interviews of the writers and, and Cynthia Nixon and uh, talking about this, um, a lot of the feedback is, oh, people don't like Shay because they're bigots. <sighs> no. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> If yeah. anything, okay, I think That's it's... so annoying. <laughs> it is very annoying. It's just because you've written a shitty character. I don't care Ooh. what sexuality they are. <laughs> also, it's like, hey, non-binary people can be cunts too. That too. Everyone can be a cunt. Yes, yeah. and I think that's real representation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cunt is non-discriminatory. Yes. yes. Uh, and Shay is a cunt. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we don't like them. Yeah. Because yeah. they're non-binary. Yeah, yeah. they're just... A very selfish character and yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have another reason we asked you to come on the podcast mm-hmm. today, Effie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about this reason. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because oh my god. You have written. Oh yeah. <laughs> my anger script. I wrote it after you, episode yes. three. <gasps> Because I was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then episode four was actually quite good. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I did write this. It was like 1 a.m. out of anger. I was like, I'm going to write a scene where how they would have, like, how I think they would navigate living as older women in 2023 and how hard it would be. Hell yes. So yeah. this is essentially a fan fiction. It is. Oh, my God. Yes. Sex of the City fanfic. <laughs> and I love it. You sent it to me the other day and I was reading. I'm like, that is exactly. You know what? You've written them. what I was saying before about. We can predict. Yeah. yeah. And everything you're like, that is exactly what Carrie would say. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Charlotte would say from what I know of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to share this with you, Beck. And I was wondering if it's okay if we do a little table oh, of read. Of course. Of your. Oh, my. And just yeah. like that scene. <clears throat> I actually did put it on the um, the Reddit forum. Did you? <laughs> yeah. How did it, it go? Oh, it went really well. I bet it did. It's great. The feedback, um, and I think it's valid, is someone was like, look, Carrie probably would know what a Karen is. I'm like, fair enough, but you know what? We can, we can put aside. We can, yeah, yeah. I can suspend yeah. my disbelief for that one. For that one, one. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, so in this... We have Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie. <gasps> three three like, characters. Yep. And there's three women in this room right now. Oh, oh my perfect. God, it's them! <laughs> <laughs> who would like to play who? Effie, you can go first. Can I please be Charlotte? Yeah. Absolutely. Got to get, get the mannerisms. Would you like to be Carrie or Miranda? <sighs> I, I'm going to let you decide, actually. Oh, you no. get to choose. Okay. I'm going to be Miranda. Okay. Oh, I'm Carrie. You're Carrie. <laughs> okay. I'll put a little sing. Okay, we'll come in. All right. <laughs> and three, two, one. Miranda and Carrie are seated at a restaurant having an animated conversation when Charlotte returns from the bathroom looking very flustered. In the earlier scene, Rock and Charlotte got into a heated argument, which resulted in Rock calling Charlotte a Karen. This is the first time Charlotte has heard of this expression. Okay. Have you guys ever been called a Karen? A what? A Karen. Why are you whispering, Charlotte? It's not a slur. Well, it should be. I find it offensive. You've lost me. What's a Karen? It's slang for entitled middle-aged woman, usually white. Don't have a name for men, though. Funny that. 
Oh, they do. It's called being assertive. Guys, I'm serious. Am I a Karen? Miranda and Carrie both hesitate. Oh, my God. You think I'm a Karen? The waiter comes over and places food on the table, giving the ladies a nod and a smile. Look, it's just another fancy word for putting women in their place and forcing them to be quiet. I'm older and I don't put up with bullshit anymore. Why is that such a bad thing? And you know what? Frankly, I find it a rather sexist and pejorative term. Pejorative? Are we back on the jury stand again? Miranda rolls her eyes. Wait, wait. I just didn't Great. She did a great eye roll. Where is this coming from? Rock keeps calling me Karen. Every time I get upset, it's all stop being a Karen, Mum, or that's so Karen of you. It's driving me insane. <laughs> oh, this isn't what I ordered. Charlotte goes to hail the waiter but stops herself. Actually, you know what? That's perfectly fine. I'm not going to get all Karen about it. (laughs) Oh, stop it, Charlotte. You hate red onion. It gives you acid reflux. Excuse me, sir? No! I don't want to cause a scene and then some person starts filming me and then all of a sudden I end up on TikTok. Okay, you're just making words up now. Carrie pops on her glasses and starts typing on her phone. Yep. (laughs) Oh, no. Brady's on that one all the time. It's full of half-naked women dancing. Okay, what's a Karen? According to Urban Dictionary, it's a middle-aged woman who makes solutions to others' problems and inconvenience to her, although she isn't even remotely affected. Oh, look, it's your hairstyle, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie hands her phone to Miranda with an image of a Karen haircut, looking at her with a mischievous smile. Miranda leans back while using her fingers to zoom in on the photo. (laughs) Great. A.K.A. Mum's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I speak to the manager haircut? Oh, shut up. I do not. Are we out of touch? Maybe we're all Karens. They all pause and appear to have a moment of self-reflection. <laughs> no. No, not at all. There's another slightly uncomfortable pause. Miranda downs her cocktail. Charlotte pokes her fork around her bowl, uninterested in her meal. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't eat this. I just, I don't understand how they could get a filet mignon confused with brisket. It's completely different areas on a cow. It's these young waiters, you know. They don't want to write stuff down. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be entitled to ask what I ordered, right? Absolutely not. See if they compass a free bottle of wine too, for our time. Yes, for our time. And see. Oh my God! Yes. Thank you. Genuinely, that- like, can, can we get you in that writers' room? I love Please. that. Yes. <laughs> episode six, you see exactly that scene played <gasps> out, and you're like, Oh my these God! Bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was fantastic. That's exactly how I would have imagined And Just Like That to be before I saw And Just Like That. Well, I really wanted them to – so instead of trying to tackle every fucking political issue – Every woke issue that's possibly going on. being an older woman and, you know, the things like – because original Sex and the City, they were dealing with – they had some older – like I think they might have had a menopause. They had a menopause uh, Mm -hmm. storyline. But things like navigating, talking to my mom and her best friend all the time, like they're just confused all the time. Right, yeah. They And they just don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And you're dealing with things like, um, you know, feeling like maybe you're becoming more invisible mm. as an older woman or dealing with... Um, you know what also like 
fashion. Like I know Carrie's thing is fashion, mm. but they could definitely write in a storyline where fashion's changing and Carrie's mm. trying to catch up and all yeah. that. But she wears all these ridiculous things and no one ever says shit about it. Yeah. And like I just don't know if like in these days that would fly. I think Gen Z would bully her and like yeah. have that be a storyline yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, like the pirate hat she wore in the cafe. Come on. Yeah. What was that? Come it was on. dead set a three-pointed pirate hat. She, she does. She's always been ridiculous with her fashion. <laughs> Which I do love and I yeah. totally get that's a set set piece of the show. But like that would be a funny storyline yeah. because they're aging. Yes. Or Write being like them aging. One of them is obsessed with the Daily Mail and becomes kind sure. of indoctrinated, which that's my mum, and I have to be like, Mum, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, every every it would be something ridiculous, like um every young person is eating Tide Pods. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it could be I think they're slight they're actually too progressive for their age and, and too, especially too, yeah. especially being really privileged women like yeah, they're fucking wealthy. so rich there's so much wealth in this show especially yeah. charlotte's friend lisa yeah mm. so much wealth it's almost uncomfortable i think you could have like storylines where and it would have to be done really well mm. where they're struggling with how they're struggling with how social media is everywhere the charlotte could have um storylines with dealing She's probably going mm. to be learning a lot of things through her kids and, um, as you said, might be adapting a bit quicker. Mm. But I always thought that Miranda would be the first person to be like, this is all bullshit, this is mm. stupid, I don't understand, and them trying to learn. And it, I think, yeah, there's so many, especially, like, uh, original fans who, like, my mum's also a fan and she couldn't watch it. But yeah. that would be relatable mm. where you're saying, oh, okay, I'm seeing a lot of these things that I'm dealing with being totally. played out in these characters. But they're not touching – they slightly did with um, Carrie's ageism sure. being lumped in with older women. Um, I actually think the the dry vagina ad read could have been – made more sense if it had been put together with the um, her going to the ageing party. And the reason why she doesn't want to do it is that she is – she's like, oh, she doesn't want to con- – that makes more sense. That makes so yeah, much more sense. Yeah, she doesn't want to acknowledge that she's an older, like she's struggling she's with that. She's got a dry badge. She's got a dry badge now. Actually, a lot of them are having great sex and I'm like, where's the estrogen yeah. cream? Where's yes. like that shit? Yes. 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 All but the men can get it up. No problem. No problem. Yes. <laughs> They're oh in their 50s. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I found that the main writer of this show is a – Man, I think he's straight. Is he a straight man? What? Michael Patrick King? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which Is, Was he on the first show? So he was involved in the later seasons. Okay. Darren Starr was the one who was the OG. And he does Emily in Paris now, ah. which is my guilty pleasure. Nice. Um, Michael Patrick King is alleged to be a bit of a dick. Yes. So it seems to be, from what I've heard and seen, him and Cynthia Nixon have taken over the show, and you can tell. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. a team. What a team, yeah. Tania on the um, Patreon it's sent, penned a fantastic essay in the comments of our last oh, yes. episode and told me, said that there's actually a podcast where all the writers chat, mm. and apparently he comes across as the biggest dick in it, and I'm so excited to listen to an episode. Yeah. yeah. But I also, like... I think I would just totally take it with a grain of salt. I wonder if they know that they're not doing very well in terms of writing-wise. Yeah. And then they're like, well, let's do a podcast so we can explain all of our terrible yeah. things. <laughs> I think they're doubling because I've seen comments. I haven't listened to it yet, but they've doubled down and 
they keep blaming again us for being bigots or instead yeah. of and I'm like if you your job as a show producer and a writer is to entertain mm. and if you are having multiple rounds of feedback like if you go to Cynthia Nixon's Instagram oh you said yeah every post everybody is just obliterating her and people are angry and it's like at some point you've got to go okay there's a lot of people what's going on might I might have to do some self reflection yeah mm. yeah you would think but you think you would watch think. this space more, <laughs> more to come more to come <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well Evie, thank you so much for joining us this was illuminating we actually I feel like i yes. learned a lot i'm so excited to watch episode five now yeah. i'm genuinely cheat up yes and I genuinely, it's quite good do you have a would you is there a season specifically of sex and the city that you'd recommend or just start from the beginning start from the beginning yeah i think it's i I really, I think you guys will love it. It's really, it's really good. It's, it's yeah, you've convinced me. And um, Samantha is. It, oh. There's a reason why she's so loved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course we don't. Uh, yeah, the Samantha element's missing in yes. this. Yes. That's got it. That's got to affect shit, right? Yes. But I'm also kind of glad because I'm like, oh, actually, the reason. Oh, sorry. I know that we've got to tie things up. No, but there no. was Kim Cattrall said that they wanted a storyline where oh, she no. hooks up with Miranda's son. Yes, <gasps> yes. Right. we spoke about this last episode. What the fuck? Yes. And I'm like, stop making decision, shitty decisions with characters. And I'm so glad. I'm like, they would have butchered her character. Mm. Good and for sometimes Kim like, part of me is like, is it vindictive? Like the, to, because she's so loved and mm. she kind of became the favorite character. It almost seems like it's spiteful to... Yeah, um, I'm glad that she's not. Yes, yeah. I'm glad she said no. Yeah, except for apparently one scene, she's taking a phone call in a car at the end of the season. Yes, that's yes. right on that. the street. I mean, she's. I do you think she watches the season? Oh, I think she's hate watching it like crazy. She probably gets the girls over. Oh, it. Like, it'd be so every, validating. Every Thursday, they have like a cocktail. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Yes. I want to yeah. go to that viewing party. Oh. Yes, and then she scats for us afterwards with and her she husband. Scats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, she bit all the he dogs and bit all the she dogs. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play that as the outro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Evie Bateman. Thank you for having me, guys. A pleasure. Join us next week for episode five. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. Saturday for cable window Latin equals usually suffering. Well, he bit all the he dogs and winked at all the she dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day.